I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. He was a promising Chelsea striker with the world at his feet. Muto! What a debut goal! But Adrian Mutu's taste for top-shelf cocaine cost him everything. Chelsea striker Adrian Mutu has been banned from football for seven months for testing positive for cocaine use. And that was just the start. From high-speed car chases to drinking a porn star's blood, meet the bad boy of Bucharest. Joining me, Jack Rivlin, as always, is Zachary Sweeney-Lynch. Hello, mate. Hello, Jack. And back by very popular demand, it's JP Lockwood. Hi, fellas. I've missed you both. <laughs> Sorry to gather you once again to discuss Chelsea's woes. Yeah, it's a favourite subject of mine. It's Chelsea and drugs. So, uh, <laughs> very happy to be here. <laughs> what, are you, what are your sort of memories of the Abramovich era, the really early days? We're, we're going to get into Adrian Mutu, but how, how do you recall that? Yeah, going back to this era, I was actually having a quick look at our 2003 team. And it was one of my favourite teams because we just... We'd beat Liverpool in, uh, uh, to beat the, to get into the Champions League and Roman had come in and then he just started splashing all the cash and all of a sudden you had all of these players coming in that you just dreamed about as a Chelsea fan like Varane turned up. Um, you had Makaleli coming in from Real Madrid. I think Jeremy came in that year and it was just like all of these mental stars and it was just yeah, a very exciting time for us really. So Adrian Mutu, just a bit of background on the fella because most people don't know his backstory. He was the sort of Next big thing in Romanian football at the turn of the millennium. He played in that Euro 2000. Do you remember Romania knocked us out? Phil Neville gives away a penalty in the like 89th minute. That's when Kevin Keegan kind of tearfully resigns as England manager. There was a great, great story from around that time. So maybe a couple of years earlier, Mutu is about 18 or 19. And at this point he was playing for like a small team in Romania. But the the big clubs, the like Stoa Bucharest, Rapid Bucharest, Dinamo Bucharest, were all kind of interested in him. Um, so much so that the that Dinamo Bucharest went to his agent and were basically like, we want to sign him, but you've got to hide him away. Like we don't want anybody else speaking to him. So so they said that to his agent and there's, I'm just going to read the quote from his agent because it's amazing. I took Mutu to my house and kept him there for 10 days until he signed a contract with Dinamo. One of the Dinamo shareholders came to my house with $700,000 in cash. He showed He showed the notes to me. They had dust on them and had a very strange smell. He paid the money and the boy signed his contract. <laughs> Good boy. Sorry, what, what are we leading to believe that strange smell is? 
I would, really hazard, I would hazard a guess that it was uh, Class A's. It kind of makes Romanian football sound like Scarface. It's quite a poetic <laughs> foreshadowing of Adrian exactly, Lucy's career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> right, I want to know more about that. They, they had to hide him in his house for 10 days. <laughs> was that just so the others couldn't get yeah, to yeah, him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you reckon it was a mix of like, you know, warm gestures like that? Do you think there was any sort of threatening? Behavior? I don't know. I'm imagining Mutu locked in his basement with, you know, no natural light and just like slide a, <laughs> slide a bowl of like gruel under yeah, the door. Handcuffed to the radiator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or in a penthouse with a couple of girls. <laughs> yeah. Actually, more realistically, yeah. yeah. Spending that 700 grand pretty quickly. Covered yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in dust that yeah. smelled funny. Oh, that was amazing. Did not know about that. Uh, so what he, he impresses in, in Romania, doesn't he? And he gets his, his big move is to Parma in Serie A. And uh, this time he marries a Romanian TV presenter called Alexandra Dinu. They're like the sort of posh and becks of that era in Romania. It's a lovely picture. Yeah. She's a soul. Yeah. Yep. Confirmed. <laughs> uh, and he's actually doing pretty well at Parma, basically in one season. And he's nominated for the Ballon d'Or, the, the season that Chelsea signed him. Not a lot of people know this. I did not know. Yeah. yeah he finishes above Luis Figo, Samuel Leto, Sol Campbell. Um, although I should say those guys got zero votes and he got one vote it does make it slightly harder to slightly easier to believe that Butu got got nominated when Sol Campbell also did Sol Campbell he was class back then (laughs) rock absolutely rock you guys obviously remember his talents differently although yeah I mean he didn't get any votes Uh, Mutu got one vote possibly do you think that's from the one Romanian member of the Ballon d'Or committee (laughs) there was a bit of patriotic voting going on do you know who wins? Who won it that year? JP. I uh, think Zach knows. I was going to say Figo, but no. Pavel Nedved, great player. Yeah, you've never guessed that, though, would you? No. That's sort of that's when different names won it. Anyway, so he's he's you know a, a footballer with a world at his feet. I would say like he's genuinely promising. So it's not a total shock when Chelsea signed him. This is the same summer that Abramovich has bought Chelsea, two thousand and three. Yeah, thirty six year old Abramovich. Swans in, picks up the club, tries to buy Regent's Park as well, which is an <laughs> anecdote we discussed on the previous Chelsea episode. And all the big names come in, as, as we discussed. Makaleli, Joe Cole, Crespo, Veron. And Adrian Mutu is probably one of the lesser known names. Yeah, we signed a few randomers. Uh, Alexei Smirtin was also in that yeah. group. Um, and then Mutu, which was just this unknown from Italy. Hmm. And I remember him being probably one of the best players on the pitch when he was in those sort of first 10 games. Mm. Yeah, so he, he arrives, the British press describe him as a poetry lover who's studying for a law degree. Which is <laughs> pretty different to the impression that we have of him now. Uh, but he has a dream start. So on his debut against Leicester, he does this. The wall. Muto! What a follow-up! What a debut goal! Adrian Muto in whom... Roman Abramovich has invested some of his millions, arrowing the perfect shot. So yeah, he hammers a free kick into the wall, but then volleys it into the bottom corner and absolute screamer on his debut. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember there being a massive hype about him at the start. Um, it was like, he's he's the next big thing. Kind of, it kind of very quickly petered out, really. I think he only scored another four for the whole of the season or something like that. He yeah. got, didn't he get four and five? So four I mean, and three. Four, four and first three. three. And then I think he only gets one more all season. So it, basically what happens, as far as I can tell, is that, you know, he arrives, he's clearly very talented, but he's a bit distracted off the pitch. He's 
on his arrival, he's in the midst of a bitter divorce to Alexandra, his wife. And he becomes a regular at like those God awful Mayfair nightclubs. The, the tabloids say that Funky Buddha nightclub is a home from home for Adrian. <laughs> I've had some good nights in Funky Buddha in China White. <laughs> is, is it still going? I don't think, I think China White, I don't know whether China White is, but I thought Funky Buddha might be. Yeah. No? With Adrian Mutu? No, I mean, just, you know, when you're 18 and you're like, right, I'm going to go to London clubbing. Yeah. Yeah. And you end up paying like 100 quid to get into Funky Buddha and no one speaks to you. That was my sort of clubbing <laughs> experience, those sort of things. Yeah. Still sort of is mine, actually. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he's, you know, he's newly single and he does go on a big, big shagging spree, which is all fun and games until he has a foursome in Bucharest with a Romanian porn star called Laura Andresan. Um, which should have been a laugh, but unfortunately for Adrian, it's a trap. She has done a deal with a Romanian tabloid where she's secretly filming herself shagging four footballers in four weeks. Some sort of challenge, which she can please. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Is is that is that difficult if you're... I've never tried, to be honest, but... <laughs> You've got the camera, yeah. ability with the camera. Yeah. <laughs> The editing I think I'd struggle to, to do one, to be honest. I think if you're a Romanian porn star, then luring four footballers. <laughs> I mean, Adrian Mutu's a big scout, but I think luring the others back isn't necessarily a... Is that entrapment? Yeah. I, I, don't, know, I don't know what the law is on yes. it. It's cruel. Cruel. Also, just for the benefit of the tape, JP has just been Googling Laura Anderson images. <laughs> <laughs> I like to have some context about yeah. what we're talking yeah. about. You, you know her name <laughs> yeah. already, mate. I had a look before we came up. <laughs> All of the uh, videos were ex-Hamster and Pornhub, and I was like, I can't, I can't watch this in the office, can I? <laughs> <laughs> On the tube. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's uh, Adrian's first stitch up at the hands of the press. And then the story washes up in London, where the tabloids brand Laura the ta- Transylvanian temptress. So it's all quite, you know, fun and exotic for the press. For Mutu, it's a bit of a distraction, but, you know, he he is insistent that he's there to impress on the pitch. And he tells the papers, I've had enough of girls, let's get back to football. And this is at the end of his first season. So he, I think he plays sort of 30-odd games. He scores five. After a promising start, it's all a bit shit. And the, you know, the off-field stuff's a bit of a distraction. Chelsea have had a promising first season with Abramovich. You finished runners-up. Yes, I think that was the season where Ranieri, it was Ranieri's last season. So yeah. we mm. got rid of Ranieri, runners-up, and then Mourinho came in right yeah. after that. So Mourinho comes in the summer, and that's what really changes things for Mutu, because Mourinho takes one look at him and just says, no thanks, you're not in my squad. Barely picks him. Mutu starts having these mystery illnesses that stop him showing up for training. Mourinho's just like, I'm not even having you on the bench, train with the reserves, and they're really starting to fall out. And this comes to a head during the international break because Mourinho says, all right, well, if you're missing training, you're clearly not fit, so I'm not releasing you to play for your country. And Mutu loves playing for his country. And they have this showdown meeting in in Mourinho's office, which gets really, really ugly. I'll, I'll read out Mutu's recollection of it after the event. He says, in the heat of our confrontation, I did actually threaten him about what would happen if he ever went to Romania. (laughs) And in a moment of total madness, I almost hit Mourinho too. (laughs) I just love the idea of Mourinho's like, you're not starting on Wednesday. And he's like, if you ever go to Bucharest, you are dead. I know people. What do you think would happen to Mourinho if he went to Bucharest? I think he's suggesting he knows some bad dudes. Yeah. 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 It's not just like, I'll be there. Well, anyway, Mourinho, because he's a hard bastard, unlike us, he he stares him down and doesn't pick him. It sounds like he literally had Mourinho up against the wall by the throat. 
Yeah, I mean, there are um, there's loads of stories about him falling out with Chelsea players over the years, and he completely isolates them and just makes their lives a living hell. So I do actually kind of feel for Mute, mm. you know. What is it like? The whole like you're in the reserves, train with the yeah, yeah. As soon as you're out of the inner circle with him, you're out. You know, mm. he's you know he's he's one of those managers. So I can actually imagine it being like a really difficult, horrible time for him, and especially if he's. Um, yeah, if he's on the packet as well. There, yeah. <laughs> there was a there's a great story from uh, Frank Lampard's autobiography as well. He's talking about um, I think Mutu and Scott Parker used to live together in this not not together, but they lived in the same um, complex, com- co- uh, like complex. Yeah, yeah same building, or whatever. And you know, Scott Parker was this like model professional. He was always on time to training, never out partying. And obviously, Mutu is other end of the spectrum. And one morning, Scotty's on his way to training, coming out of the building, and he bumps into Mutu in the in the lobby. And Mutu's on his way home from a night out that hasn't slept. <laughs> and um, they bump into each other, and Mutu's like, "I was like, oh, Scotty, you going to training?" I say, "Yeah, yeah." It's like, "Do you mind if I can I get a lift with you?" He's like, oh, "Come on, mate! Like, we've got to go now. Like, Carlo, will be, Carlo's going to be pissed." Like, um, and he's like, "No, no, come on. Let, I just, let me just go grab my training kit." He's like, "All right, fine, yeah." Um, so Mutu like runs upstairs, grabs his training kit, probably bit of mouthwash, splashes a cold water, yeah. <laughs> a quick live and sharpener, yeah. <laughs> and then and uh, comes comes back down, and Scotty gives him a lift to training, yeah, and and they turn up, and then obviously everyone can see which one of the two has been up all night. <laughs> yeah, Scotty Parker was like the goody two shoes, wasn't he? You know, he was just like one of those players that never put a foot wrong. He was always like best mates with the manager and that. And yeah. then you've got Mewtwo, who's like obviously the the bad boy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder though, like, do you think Mewtwo like speaks English? Probably mm. feels a bit isolated anyway. Yeah. Sorry, we're starting the sympathy already. <laughs> doesn't do himself any favours, really. No, no, I mean, that's, and then, so you can see, that's the story you told there is a nice flavour of why Mourinho might be a little bit suspicious of him. And to be fair, you can see why Mourinho might have been suspicious of Mutu going back to Romania as well, because around the time of their very heated encounter, um, Mutu goes to Bucharest anyway, and he's driving, I think it's pretty late at night, he's speeding around the capital in his souped up sports car and he gets pulled over by the police and you know when the car the police car stops behind them and the policeman just getting out to come around to his car he then just speeds off and he ends up in a high-speed car chase through the streets of Bucharest. Need for Speed Underground. Yeah, real. Need for Speed Bucharest. When did it come out? Was it the same year? Who <laughs> <laughs> was playing it? <laughs> Fast and the Furious, probably around the same time as that. Anyway, it ends badly. He They catch up with him, the cops, inevitably. Was he drunk or... I don't know, actually. Mm-hmm. I was trying to see, but he, he gets a pretty severe penalty for it, I think. Yeah. Driving ban, certainly. Yeah. And then he gets caught driving a few months later again, just anyway. So he's, you know, he's he's off the rails. So do, do you think Mourinho's thinking, if I let him go back to Romania, then he's going to be back with the back with the old boys? Yeah. Well, I think he's just being a bit like spiteful. And he's like, yeah. well, if you're missing training, you're obviously not fit. Yeah. Yeah, Which, yeah. yeah. You know, I guess when all of these stories start adding up and it's a bit like, oh, what's going on here? Mm. So he's so, he's the club are worried. Yeah, they're worried. So I guess it probably wasn't, a huge surprise in uh, October 2004 when he gets selected for a a random drugs test. (laughs) So apparently uh, it was actually Mourinho who shopped him into the FA for this. Really? Uh, It's not even the first time. So this was the second time that Mourinho had put him up for a drugs test since arriving at the club. So Mourinho had only arrived in like 
June, July, I think. And by October, this was his second drug test. First one he got away with, he tested negative. October 2004, he tests positive for cocaine. Um, he's immediately suspended by Chelsea, eventually gets a, um, a seven-month ban from the FA and Chelsea rip up his contract. Just a quick Which, one on that, because usually if players are on sniff, they carry around different <laughs> urine, uh, like uh, samples with them, don't they? Because yeah. they usually tip that sample into the test, and then that's how they get away with it. He always felt a bit naive, like he, he mm. didn't really know what he was doing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, maybe that's why Mourinho had to tip like, off step the, in. Yeah, or had to tip tip off the testers because you can't do. Well, Ma- Maradona had a had a prosthetic penis that he would so he'd get a piss sample from i don't know probably a child or something and he'd put it inside his prosthetic penis in case they would literally have to watch him weeing and then he'd he'd sort of whip it out and and wee into the test tube that worked for a while it's in in a museum somewhere that (laughs) genuinely is is. either in either in naples or in argentina god i'd love to get my hands on that yeah, and then there was a there was an NFL player recently who gave a urine sample, and apparently they, I don't know why, but they test it for the hormone you get when you're pregnant, and it came back. They were like, well, "You're pregnant," because <laughs> he'd got, he'd got his girlfriend to do his urine sample. <laughs> They're like, "Well, the good news is there's no cocaine in your system, <laughs> and you're having a boy." <laughs> I love it. I, yeah, with Maradona, so you want the good news or the bad news? <laughs> You think with Maradona by the end, they were like, we don't really care what the test says. We can see you. Yeah, yeah. we've seen your eyes. Yeah, a bit like Mutu. Yeah. Mourinho got him in the end. So do you think Mourinho and Chelsea just wanted him out? It sounds like it. I think Mourinho took one look at him and decided that he was a bad egg. Um, he was clearing out a lot of those initial players we, we'd signed in 2003 quite quickly anyway. I think he bought in Drogba the year after and he was sort of forming his own squad. Obviously, forcing drug tests on players feels a bit extreme, but Mourinho was a bit extreme. I think that was part of the fallout with Mourinho was that um, Mutu felt that Mourinho just kept on picking his new boy, Drogba, instead and not giving him the opportunity. Yeah. Which you can see how that worked out. So, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) probably probably paid off just about. Yeah, I think Jose's happy with that decision. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, so what's the reaction? How does Mutu react? So Mutu, Mutu says his response was, uh, so he denies that it was cocaine. And he says, the only reason I took what I took was because I wanted to improve my sexual performance. I wouldn't take sniff to improve my sexual <laughs> performance. Uh, yeah. Why, why is that? <laughs> it's just not the sort of drug you take, is it? Yeah, he also, he also said, I took something to feel good. So is he Which... saying it wasn't cocaine? I've taken some sort of like not Viagra, but something like yeah, it. Yeah, I guess that's I guess that's what he's trying to say. But I think some of the later stories will will um, again, but he cast feels some a bit, doubt on that. He feels a bit naive when he mm. says that. Like, uh, there's a bit of me that kind of believes him. Well, oh, you mm. think maybe like yeah, some yeah. guy in a club was like, "Take this; it'll make you yeah, last just, for ages." Yeah, he feels maybe. very yeah unpolished and naive, and maybe you know he has just been put into a really shitty situation. Well, rather than having like a full on bag habit, yeah, yeah, that's very possible, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, you start to think maybe he's been stitched up a little bit. There, there's a there's a famous jockey, Oshin Murphy, who tested positive for cocaine. Jockeys love cocaine, and he his defense was that he'd slept with a woman who had taken cocaine and it had somehow got into his system. I think he called it environmental contamination. And without sort of digging into it too much, do you think that's through oral or penetration? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, you could have wasn't it, taken it in the usual fashion and then, and then 
it sort of didn't dripped into your mouth. mouth uh, oh, oh yes, but didn't uh, didn't Lord Stellalio also boast about sprinkling cocaine on his knob before sex? He did, yeah, <laughs> he did. I was like, be that. Was it? Get it either way. So Shane Murphy didn't check Lord Stellalio. I was Lord Stellalio. <laughs> I, yeah, I think Mutu could have come up with a better excuse. That's, that's all I will say on the matter. He, yeah. he could have claimed to have had intercourse with somebody taking it. We digress. <laughs> we <Yeah>. digress. <laughs> anyway, so, and how, how does this go down? So every, at this, this point, everyone, every, literally everyone t- turns against him. So even the president of the Romanian FA turns against him and says, uh, he, he talks about dickheads who earn a lot of money and believe they can do anything. <laughs> Which is pretty, I mean, pretty harsh. That's not like, a sentence that should come like from the president of the FA. That's like man on the street comment, dickhead. <laughs> also, is there, no, is there not a sort of duty of care? Yeah. This is think, before duty of care, isn't it? It's from the Luis Rubiales school of <laughs> FA presidency. <laughs> but I think this is near, now in football, I think if that happened, he would get banned, but he'd also get like looked after a bit and they'd be like, oh, he's going to do some rehabilitation. I think he did have some therapy, like drug therapy or, or something. Yeah. Yeah. How did that go? <laughs> don't know. Don't know, actually. Probably not that well. Yeah. Also, this is this is but. not the only cocaine scandal at Chelsea around this time. Because do you remember Mark Bosnich? Yes. Which is also quite a troubling story. And maybe we'll give him his own episode at some point because he has got some pretty entertaining capers. Some of it's a, a bit sad. But he, Bosnich, fails a cocaine test the year before while he's at Chelsea. And he admits to sm- snorting six grams a day. Jesus Christ. He's, basically, he was going out with that. Do you remember that model, Sophie Anderton? Do you remember? Well, anyway, she was a model in the era and she she got a really serious coke problem. And he, so he, to try and make her stop, he said, for every line you do, I'm doing two. <laughs> That's how you end up doing six grams of coke a day. And get addicted. That's like quite an expensive That's, habit as well. Is that is that helping her? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Should we, that's just encouraging her, or is it like self mutilation? It's like if you do, you, you don't want to see me do this. Do you? I think it's that. Is I think it's that? like what? Look what happens to me. Look yeah, what you're doing yeah. to yourself. Or it's his O'Shea Murphy style excuse after the facts to yeah. be like, oh yeah, I, the only reason I did six grams was to try and make my model girlfriend stop. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Anyway, poor old Mark. So yeah, so th- that's the other scandal in the background. Yeah. Back to Mutu. So Back to Mutu. Ro- Romania's so, turned on him. Romania's turned on him. And as you as you'd imagine, it becomes uh, a tabloid free for all. So the Daily Mirror uh speak to a prostitute called who calls herself Hot Legs, <laughs> who had been with uh Mutu and she describes him as a kinky lust machine who hoovered lines of coke off my stomach. <laughs> Good boy. Okay. So may- maybe it wasn't just once someone gave it to him. Can I retract yeah. my naive comments, please? <laughs> He's a gear monster. <laughs> An old kinky, dog. A kinky lust machine. Such a, <laughs> lust such a machine. Good. <laughs> Says hot legs. Such a, yeah. That's not query that yeah. source. <laughs> Takes one to know one. <laughs> um, and the son also tracked down uh, Laura Andresen, the uh, the porn star mm. who had um, done that sort of honey trap um, with Mutu earlier, and she spills the beans on their on their night together. Um, so she, she describes, she's when he, when he arrived at her place, she says he looked very cool dressed from head to foot in Dolce and Gabbana, which is obviously, which is cool. Vibe. <laughs> Damn funky Buddha it is. Vibe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just imagining the, like these things that are literally like plastered in D and G logos. Yeah. <laughs> There's something very naughty about the language in this podcast, like funky Buddha yeah, and yeah. Dolce. Dolce. Lust machine <laughs> yeah. and a guy decked out very cool in D and G. 
<laughs> was it ever very cool? Uh, mm. not. Did it ever stop being very cool? I wouldn't know. I'm not cool enough. True. <laughs> <laughs> God, that was, <laughs> I actually didn't mean to that, that to come out so harsh. <laughs> You're very cool, mate. He, he, like he knows he's not. Embrace <laughs> <laughs> it. Um, but anyway, so Laura uh, describes their their whole encounter. And apparently, at some point, she went to the kitchen to to chop up, I think, pineapple or melon or something, and she cuts her hand. And apparently Mutu, um, so she says, when he saw the wound, he lifted my hand to his mouth and started sucking my blood like a vampire. I was very surprised, even though I'm from Transylvania. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I actually, uh, obviously I did Google her before and she's got a very stiff as mum American pie vibe about her. Oh really? Is that now though? 20 years old? No, even on the the select few videos that I... Well, she was in the kitchen chopping up pineapple for them. So. Yeah. What, is that sort of maternal? We've got... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got oh, a right. milf vibe going it's getting, on. getting pretty <laughs> sordid, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The blood-sucking thing is quite a convenient coincidence for a tabloid story, isn't it? That's their dream story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, do you think she would really want to play up to that stereotype? Is that, isn't that something that Romanians want to downplay? Mm. Well, I don't, I yeah. Don't maybe I, not, maybe not. Maybe not I'm when sure. you're publicity hungry. Yeah, yeah, true. I'm sure most true. Romanians, yeah, would I, ideally don't want that trope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> but it is ideal for the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does yeah. he issue any kind of denial on blood-sucking? Uh... I don't think so. I think he's, yeah. I don't think he denies that. Is this during the foursome? Yeah. So this, she... Yeah. So this was, this was an orgy. I don't think I mentioned that. So this was with uh, two of um, their other friends whose names are Craig and Anya. Mm, lovely. Which, to me, sounds more like a pub. <laughs> the Craig <laughs> and Anya. Crag. You'd want to be Anya in that. (laughs) Yeah. But Laura also gives, uh, she gives a very graphic description of their whole encounter and gives Mutu a review, which is quite a running theme. So she says, it's not good, I'm afraid. She says, Mutu was like a beginner at sex. 
like a young boy with very little experience. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he is. He's what? Like, yeah. Well, he's like 25. Yeah. 24. Yeah, yeah. I'd certainly classify myself as a beginner at that age. Yeah. <laughs> In many ways, still would. <laughs> always learning. Yeah, always. Yeah. Humble and curious. <laughs> It is, as Zach says, it's a running theme on this podcast that in Kiss and Tells they get given reviews. Yeah. And almost to a man, they are negative reviews, apart from Tiger Woods, who apparently is really? a, a love machine. Tiger. Yeah. He had a lot of practice, yeah. to be fair. Wasn't Rooney hung like an ogre as well? Yeah, Rooney had but some really bad ones. And we're then we're unsure whether that's a good or a bad thing. It no, was... she, she said Shrek had techers. Oh, so yeah. I, think that's, <laughs> I, I think that's positive. <laughs> Hung like an ogre, I guess ogres are well hung. Never yeah, seen an yeah, ogre's penis. Yeah. But so Mutsu gets a bad review. Just to yeah, remember. he does. And then just when you think it can't get any worse for for poor Adria, and he tests positive for syphilis. Mm. Well, have you got? <laughs> he's positive for everything else. So you might as well just get, yeah. a bit of, get a nice just, just positive guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> positive mindset. <laughs> Do you think that was the same blood test? Do you think they were like, um, you're banned for seven months <laughs> yeah. and you've got, you got, you got cocaine and syphilis in your blood? God. That is the, That's quite it's also, a double whammy you don't want. It's quite a gothic oh. STI to get. It's quite yeah, fitting yeah. with the like, Transylvanian yeah, blood yeah. sucking. Yeah, like, yeah. Syphilis is quite like 1890s yeah. Dracula. Mm, mm, mm. Sends you mad, doesn't it? Yeah. If not treated. He says, so he says that he caught it when he was 18. He, said, he says, it does not affect me, but it stays in my blood. Mm which is a good sign. It always reminds me of that, um, you know, that peep show episode where Jeremy gets chlamydia and somebody tells him that it's symptomless. And he's just like, oh, well, you know, if it's symptomless, then. Yeah, that simply sounds like it's not gone. If it's, yeah, if it's, it's, it's just, <laughs> oh, don't worry. Yeah. doesn't affect me. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. So is this rock bottom? Well, yeah, I, I, I guess it probably is. Although in the background behind all this, Chelsea are still pursuing him for compensation. So obviously they cancelled his contract as soon as he, as soon as he tested positive or as soon as he got his seven month ban. Um, and this becomes like a long running court case, Chelsea pursuing him for compensation. So because he didn't fill out the rest of his contract. Exactly. Yeah. yeah well, I, I think yeah. they have a and clause as well. If you get caught doing drugs, then you owe them the money they paid you back. Yeah, and and FIFA actually order Mutu to repay his transfer fee to Chelsea. So fifteen million pounds he's he's got to pay them back. Did not know um, that. Yeah, and this this drags on for years. And um Mutu actually takes Chelsea to the European Court of Human Rights over it, which I don't know, do do look at that as I'm pretty sure the European Human Rights Court of Human Rights have got more pressing issue. Yeah, they've got bigger, bigger, they've got bigger fish Bauer. to fry. Than, yeah. Is he like, what about my human right yeah. to snort cocaine so like, prostitute stomachs? Pros- they're like prosecuting Balkan warlords and he's like Premier League footballer wanting to get, taking his club to court. Yeah, see you uh, but anyway, Strasbourg. Yeah. But uh, to be um, fair, that's quite harsh. 15 million, it's the transfer fee. So he never got that money anyway. How's he meant to, yeah, well, he well he hasn't. As of uh, as of twenty eighteen, Chelsea Chelsea was still pursuing him for it, and oh, Abramovich is so generous, but back. he's he's pursuing drug Little addicts, old... syphilis victims. I wonder how that sort of transferred over with Todd because I feel like Todd's the sort of bloke to go and get that. True, I, don't, yeah, I think he's very much yeah. a collector kind of guy. He's not going to let it. Just I just sit. think yeah. Chelsea fans always say Abramovich is such a generous guy, but this is quite mean spirited. So yeah, pursue yeah, yeah. a poor syphilis victim. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All the way to the European <laughs> yeah. Court of Human Rights. Has he paid it? No. Wow. No, he's so, still, he's still hasn't paid it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Get it. Yeah. 
move on. Yeah. Give it. It's like me and my student loan. Statue of limitation. Amen, brother. <laughs> okay, so the pretty rough period. And I think um, that is rock bottom for him. So he serves a sort of seven month ban. That's not too bad in the scheme of things. It's not going to end your career. And he picks up a contract at Juventus, which is a pretty good place to go. And that's, I would say, looking at his performances, they weren't great, but Mutu wins Serie A there. Um, Didn't the scandal happen that year or the year after? Correct. So you think, okay, he's he's got over the worst. He isn't scoring that much. But he's got Serie A winner's medal, which is a pretty serious achievement in your career. But around, just around the time Juventus are named champions, the huge match-fixing scandal breaks yes. in Italian football where there's accusations of referees being bribed and intimidated. It's it's chaos. Cal- Calciopoli, I think the scandal's called, which basically means football gate. Mm. And it brings down a huge number of big names and Juventus gets stripped of their title and relegated. So this one like moment of recovery is immediately sullied by the, the scandal. And he naffs off to Fiorentina to rebuild his career. And actually, Mutu does a very good job there. Yeah, his goal uh, scoring record there was good, wasn't it? Yeah. 69 goals in four glorious years in Florence. So that's sort of 2006 to 2010. He has four really good seasons. They don't really win anything, I don't think. But he like really reestablishes himself as like a very effective striker, particularly in Italy. I think he's like pretty well respected there. This being Adrian Mutu, naturally, it all comes crashing down with another scandal. So he's enjoying his goal scoring labours. He's, you know, he's a big name in Italy. And Mutu's mum comes to visit for the weekend from Romania. And he thinks, oh, nice, you know, I'll take around the sun dappled piazzas of Florence. You know, the sort of walking. Peroni yeah, and, the yeah. walking arm in arm outside the Basilica of Santa Maria Novella. I don't think he's as cultured as you, Jack. <laughs> Adrian Muto is a culture vulture, but he's a poetry loving law scholar. I don't know what actually happened to that law degree yeah, that was mentioned yeah. when he joined Chelsea, but supposedly he was studying law and loves poetry. Mm. So I'm sure he would enjoy a bit of, you know, Romanesque architecture with his mum. And they have a lovely weekend. And at the end of it, his mum heads off back to Romania. Like, Adrian, I've had such a lovely weekend. And she she goes to the airport. And after she's gone, Adrian notices that she's left some tablets on in, in you know, in the fruit bowl on his table. And he thinks, wonder what they are. Being being a gearhead, <laughs> reformed, but nonetheless, you know, a guy with a taste for the odd narcotic. He, uh, he has a look and they're diet pills. And apparently, Mutu was always known among teammates as being very conscious of his figure. So he's, he's like, he likes to stay slim and in shape. And when he sees these, it's adi- probably after that review from, uh, <laughs> yeah, from, the, from, from Laura Andreessen. From the escort, yeah. <laughs> Why, did she criticise his figure? Uh, no, but it does make you insecure if somebody, yeah. if somebody says you're like a, like a little boy. Yeah. I mean, that, honestly, that is a cruel tabloid story. It would yeah. get to you, poor bloke. Sorry to dredge it up if you're listening, Adrian. <laughs> anyway, so he, he takes the diet pills and this is obviously a very idiotic move because as, we, as we've seen many times on this podcast, Diet pills tend to show up in your urine sample and he fails another drugs test. And it definitely weren't cocaine on this one. No, diet pills. Diet it's, pills. I forget the name of the active ingredient. What Doubt you idiot. would have heard of it. What an idiot. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he says in defence, I think, I haven't got the statement here, but I think he argues that like it says on them that they're not the sort of thing that contain any banned substances, but that... It's probably for ordinary punters, not for, you know, elite footballers. Mm. This just seems to happen again and again. You'd think if you're, if you're going to be drug tested all the time, just don't take random pills that you find in your 
girlfriend's medicine cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> or get yourself a prosthetic penis. Yeah, exactly. invest in one and yeah, a bag of yeah. clean urine and yeah. away you go you even get one made in your size <laughs> <laughs> get Laura Anderson to advise yeah. on realistic size so yeah and unfortunately for Mutu it's, it's another nine month ban so he, he serves that and that kind of spoils the relationship with Fiorentina he'd been like a bit of a god to the fans and he was on good terms with the club and things start to go a bit wrong so he, he keeps his head down for the ban he obviously can't really train or do anything but, you know, he mainly just sort of visits nightclubs. He builds up a bit of a rapport in one nightclub with the manager and they have a deal where he can just like spend as much as he wants on account and pay it off every month. Sounds great. Does sound great. Um, and then on the in the last month of his band, so he's, he's kept a clean nose, literally, and his two friends come to visit from Romania uh, because they're christening their child. They want to do it in Florence. Obviously, it's an important place for mm. Catholics and, and the Orthodox Church. And... Uh, <laughs> So his friends come for the christening and the night before the christening, he's like, let me take you out. I, I know this place, like the owner loves me. So they go, they have this really fun night out in this nightclub. And uh, at the end of the night, they're going to leave and the waiter grabs Mutu and is like, oh, sir, sir, you haven't settled your bill. And he's like, I don't pay a bill. Here. I'm, I'm <laughs> Billy Big Balls. I'll settle it later. And this argument escalates between him and the waiter. who's getting really, really angry and they end up in a fight and Mutu somehow breaks his nose <laughs> And apparently the waiter is in hospital for 25 days. 25 days with a broken nose. What did he do to his nose? I don't know. There's no nose left. Yeah, it's like reconstruction (laughs) kind of territory. Nasty. I think it sounds like rather than some cold-blooded attack on the waiter, it was a fight that escalated. Mm. But obviously it got pretty bad. And there were reports of him glassing him, but I think they were later proven to not be true. Unfortunately, it's it's not a good look. And Fiorentina at this point are just like, mate, what the hell is your problem? And he, he lasts a few months more there and then they ship him off to Cesena, I think is the name of the club, and or Cesena. And that's basically the end of his top-level club career. I, I presume they weren't in the Scudetto. No, Fiorentina by this stage are sort of mid-table, I think. Because in the sort of like late 90s, they're like winning Coppa Italia and stuff, aren't yeah. they? But he never wins any titles with them or any carbs. Um, so it's kind of a sad end, but he's, I think he's still considered there like a bit of an icon. And the other place where he's a massive icon is obviously in Romania. Like he's throughout all of this, despite the bands and the FA president calling him a dickhead, he is, he's like Romania's star man. I think he averages a goal every other game, which is pretty good in, in international football. He's the joint joint top goal scorer, I think, with, with uh, Haggy. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Who, and Haggy is his godfather. So really? not, not from, he's not like some privileged um child but when he marries his wife before the wedding his first wife alexandra he asks haggy to be his godfather can you do that i think it must be a tradition in romania it's very unusual anyway it must be a trivia for you nice footballing gold parents Thank anyway, you, yeah, Jack. So he's, he's i think haggy's got a better rep because romania were more of a force in the 90s but mutu's probably as prolific well as you say he is Anyway, towards the back end of the career, he does start to take the piss a bit. He's like boozing the night before games and like mucking around in training. And this all comes to a head when Romania appoint disciplinarian Victor Pitoka as manager. He's one of those managers. He's managed Romania on like four different occasions. He like just keeps coming back. And I think when discipline starts to get a bit shaky, they bring him in and he's like hard bastard. And immediately he's like, right, no more getting on the piss before games. Take it seriously or you're out the team. And uh, Mutu sort of says, yes, yes, boss. And then repays uh, his faith in him 
by going out on the piss the night before a game. San Marino. Yeah, the night before a game against San Marino. So, I mean... I mean, if there's one team you're going to go... Yeah. You could, if there's one team that you could play hungover, it's yeah. probably San Marino. I'd back Matu to bag a few against San Marino, <laughs> yeah. or not. Um, he's, he's spotted necking shots with West Brom defender Gabriel Tamas. Do you remember him? Of course, yeah. <laughs> Stats. It, yeah. it rings a bell, but I, I can really tell you more than that. Anyway, it's 3am the night before a qualifier against San Marino, and Piterka is horrified. He bans him for life. That life ban lasts two games. <laughs> that is a bit Throwing of a theme a in some countries, isn't it? Where you get life banned. Like Pakistani cricket does it a lot. They ban them for life and then like... Is it just, it's just a statement. But obviously it doesn't mean anything if you yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, Piterka's a hard nut as well. Anyway, mm. he... Basically, Romania's form is so bad in those two games that he's like, all right, forget about that life ban. Back you come. Um, and he's like, this really is your last chance. Are you going to behave? And Matu's like, yeah, absolutely. Goes home and posts on his personal Facebook page a picture of the coach, Piterka, but with his face replaced by Mr. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're looking at a picture of it now. Uh, it is good. I think basically he, Piterka already had a bit of a Mr. Bean haircut. <laughs> it does look a bit like Mr. Bean. Has he done the Photoshop job there? Because it's really I good. he's been sent it by a fan. Yeah, he's not got it, has he? Um, yeah. but he just can't resist, which I love. And he never plays for Romania again. Shock. I mean, that is, I have to say, up there with the best ways to retire you know most players go out in quite a boring statement lots of patting on the back but you know that's rock star check out the picture if you haven't seen it yeah yeah, yeah. so that's the end right i mean that's kind of wow so yeah so mutu retired in uh in 2016 his career kind of wound down a little bit so he had a spell with uh indian giants poon city uh and a couple of minor <laughs> romanian teams poon city uh, Pune. it's pronounced to tell you this. Like, oh, yeah. don't send me down there mate <laughs> Poon City, I think that's the club where he met hot legs, isn't it? It's also where Jermaine Pennant had a had a stint. Really? Are we talking yeah. about the, the Poon, actual club? Poon City, now? yeah. Pune. 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 Come oh on. yeah, Jermaine Pennant was there like marquee. Yeah, I think they him and Mutu missed each other by a season, sadly. That would have been a great combo. One of the great what ifs. Yeah. <laughs> Those two together. Pennant and Mutu. Pune. Pune. <laughs> And is that uh, just like a payday thing at the end of the career kind of thing? I guess so, yeah. Sort of like, but then he, then he goes to he goes to a sort of a couple of really small Romanian teams after that. Uh, so maybe he's, you know, he's just going back to his roots as well. Yeah, I like or that. Maybe, yeah. Rather than going to into Miami or Saudi. Yeah. Like yeah, Sergio yeah. Ramos has gone back to Sevilla and I think yeah. that's that's nice. It's what Messi yeah. should have done. He should have gone back to, what are they called? Rosario. Rosario. <laughs> What's the team? <laughs> yeah. You know, them. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but you'll be glad to hear that Mutu has been, uh, you know, keeping his options open, skilling up in a lot of different areas. So I'm sure you'll be familiar with the song Acrobat by Romanian pop act Aroma. Of course. Yeah. One of my favourites. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, features Adrian Mutu and Snoop Dogg what, uh, rapping? in it. Adrian Mutu appears in the video. So he's like smoking a cigar in the video and Snoop Dogg is rapping. Bad man. And, um, Can we watch it? Yeah. So... Before that, I'm going to give you some words from the critics who uh, who brand the song a mind-bending three minutes of torture and unadulterated <laughs> shit. <laughs> In a review? There was a review of the song. That's, yeah. again, a, a bit like the Romanian FA president calling him a dickhead. It's like, yeah, what, what yeah. reviews just call it unadulterated yeah. shit? <laughs> but having having listened to the song, I... I can, can confirm it is un- unadulterated <laughs> shit. <laughs> got, we, can, we can have a listen. Change the game, save the 
The reviewers have got a point. It is it unadulterated is. shit. Yeah, yeah. Especially Confirmed. the Snoop Dogg bit. Do you think Snoop Dogg brings it down? Yeah, I, actually, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. actually tapping my foot for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Just let Aroma do their thing. Yeah, <laughs> you are a big fan of Aroma. Always have been. Yeah. <laughs> they 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 sold out really getting Snoop Dogg in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so did Mutu. <laughs> So is that his vibe now? Is he sort of like popping up in random celebrity? No, so now he's a, he's a manager. So he's manager of um, Azerbaijani giants Nefchi Baku. Yeah, last year he was uh, managing Rapid Bucharest, I think it was. Oh, that's or, quite a big name. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I think just, for, just for one year. Uh, don't know. <laughs> Didn't don't work know. out. Yeah. That's quite a big Didn't name club, out. isn't it? Are they like yeah. Stour Bucharest's main rivals, I imagine? I, think I mean, so, I know yeah. the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stour Bucharest won the Champions League the season that Maradona did the hand of God, 1986. Oh, really? I always think that's oh. interesting how much yeah. football's changed. Yeah. Sorry. Was it, yeah. yeah. Back, back was... to, back to cokehead stars. <laughs> yeah. So, but he has, he's pretty much cleaned up his act. Now there was one little hiccup. He, he recently had to distance himself from a, a, a close friend who turned out to be a cocaine trafficker. <laughs> But as you do, yeah, we've all been we've there. All been there yeah. <laughs> we've all been there. Well, how, when we say close friend, do we know how no, close? No, no. Just enough. close, close friend. <laughs> An associate. Too close, probably for a <laughs> convicted cocaine trafficker. <laughs> yeah, how close is too close for a cocaine trafficker? <laughs> um, yeah. Can I sing you the only Chelsea song that uh, features Adrian Mewtwo? Yes, please. Yes. <clears throat> He came in from the Ivory Coast, Kalu, Kalu. He don't do coke like Adrian, me too, me too. <laughs> he crossed the ball up from the left, it landed on the Reese's head, and that's why we love Solomon Kalu. <laughs> that's amazing. Did Mutu not ever get his own? He was only there like a year and a bit. Yeah, he never that got is a, it. That is a lovely line. But that is actually What's the exact my... line about Mutu though? Um, he came in from the Ivory Coast, Kalu, Kalu. He don't do coke like Adri- Adrian, me too, me too. <laughs> that's excellent. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so where does he sit in the sort of I mean he's not a Chelsea legend but sort of does he even have a kind of cult status outside of this podcast I think as a Chelsea fan there is always a bit of a what if with him because he was so good at the start of that season I think people romanticise about what could have been and I think most of the clubs that he's played for was probably in the same sort of um, yeah thought really he was he was really good at the start of that season and um, his goal scoring record was still excellent so it's always a bit of a what if really I, I don't think he's good enough for that Mourinho era Chelsea mm. team. Like Fiorentina are a good side at that time, but they're not top, top team. They're mm. not winning titles. But again, you don't get nominated for Ballon d'Or if you're not top tier. Yeah, just our Sol Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is top tier at that time? I'll stand by him. He was class. Yeah. He is very, you shouldn't ask Sol Campbell though, because he is very, he's very big on himself, isn't he? True, yeah. He would say he should have won it that year, yeah. not Pavel yeah. Medved. Do you not think he's got a bit of a Gazza about him? I know he's not, he's not, he's not as good as Gazza, but these sort of wild card players that just completely are just uncontrollable, go off the rails. See, I, I think he's more of a reflection of the era guy than he is like a sort of like timeless genius who couldn't master like the dark energy inside really like George but yeah I think it's just like there are a lot of footballers up to no good around that era he happened to get caught it defined a major direction in his career and then he was a bit of an idiot otherwise but probably an alright bloke I don't know brutal Jack <laughs> that's pretty accurate I feel for him yeah. I think he got I think he got unlucky yeah true and it was unfair and, that, and I think yeah. the suing him for the transfer fee is bang out of order but do you think that that's because he's not 
English, like the Gaza thing. He's English. He's one of us. Whereas Mewtwo isn't. He's from Romania. Like they obviously love him in Romania still as well. I yeah, I, I'm inclined to agree with you. Like I, I think that a lot more footballers, definitely in that period and probably now as well, take drugs and are just much better at concealing it. And maybe, like you said, Mutu is naive. Maybe he was unlucky, but he was unlucky either mm. way. Also, he probably, even if he hadn't failed the drugs test, he's probably leaving Chelsea around that time anyway. I think his career trajectory doesn't change that much after that. Yeah, I mean, he was never, he would never have <laughs> um, been better than Drogba, right? True. So, yeah. But yeah, it would be interesting if anyone Romanian is listening, we would like to know, have we got that wrong? And actually, his career could have been something more. Well, yeah, well, I think you are wrong and I back him. Team Adrian. And if that affects me coming on any other podcast, <laughs> so be it. <laughs> Bard. <laughs> I'm willing to <laughs> mic <for> this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I think that's all we've got time for. All right, I think that's all we've got time for. JP. <laughs> JP. <laughs> <laughs> Thought we were waving goodbye. JP. JP's been waving at the camera. JP, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much. Are you going to come on again? I'd love to. Just let me know. It's the highlight of my month. Uh, and Zach, thanks as always. Thank you. So that's all we've got time for. Thank you very much for listening. Please, if you enjoyed that, please rate us five stars. Hit subscribe or follow on your podcast platform. We also have a newsletter. Check it out at upshot.email. Thank you. Thanks. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.